Marcus Stroman is a Yankee. <laughs> Just like we all expected. I like it. I do. From a pitching standpoint, I like it. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Create an account on the GameTime app and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, I was going to ask you what's going on, but we know what's going on. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. A very busy Thursday evening for the Yankees. Hey, thanks for clicking on the show today, guys. Uh, we have a whole bunch of things we need to get to. Of course, the Yankees signed Luke Weaver yesterday. That's why you clicked on the show, right? Uh, we're going to talk about Luke Weaver, where that kind of fits and where this all works. Uh, some of the latest rumors we're going to get to as well. Juan Soto and the Yankees come to an agreement. $31 million for 2024. The Yankees also... Uh, settle with all the arbitration eligible players. We're going to tell you what that means later on. But of course, Stacy Marcus Stroman is a Yankee, <laughs> just like we all expected. Yeah, <laughs> thoroughly shocked. Thoroughly shocked. This came together this week. It came together rather quickly. It seems, at least. I mean, maybe. Remember, there right. was the rumor that. All the way back in November, apparently they were talking. Nonetheless, Stacey, two years, $37 million contract, a vesting option for the 2026 season that gets triggered if he pitches 140 innings or more in 2025. So your reaction, first and foremost, we went live, we talked about it, but now that you've had about an hour to sit on this news, Stacey, where is your head at when it comes to Marcus Stroman in Yankee pinstripes? I like it. I do. From a pitching standpoint, I like it. I think that's fair. I, I don't think that's uh, that's too far out of left field. There's the obvious people that are going to come into our comments and scream and yell, and they've been screaming and yelling ever since the rumors. Right. Um, and that's not just our community. That's every community. That's on the Twitter side, the Reddit side, the Instagram side. All of it, right? Um, there's a lot to prove here for Marcus Stroman, probably more than most. Uh, mm. Anybody who would have gotten a contract like this. We wanted to talk about, of course, Stacey, where he's going to fit. Um, we surmised the other day. I came to the conclusion that I think he's the three. Mm. It's between him and Nestor, obviously, and this is without injuries. The rotation in my head, Stacy, right now is Cole, Rodone, Stroman, Cortez, Schmidt. Yeah. Um, with the injury guy, uh, injury calls being Weaver, then Beater, and then Warren. Where is your head at when it comes to this rotation right now? Yeah, I agree with that order um, because as well as Cortez did in 2022, that was really the only good season he's had where Stroman has a bit longer of a track record as a starter in the majors and i feel like at this point he should be the three i mean we'll see how things go in spring training but i think right now that order is how i would also go now that i've been sitting on this for an hour i agree with that order and how, as well how do you feel about that order right now like is that instilling any it. confidence 
I don't mind it at all. <laughs> you know, if you have a, ba- a bounce back year from Rodon, if Cole is Cole, and, you know, if Strowman is, we'll talk about it um, a little bit later on, if he's healed from that hip problem that he had in 2023 and pitches the way he did the first half of 2023, that's a good top three right there. Yeah, that's a really good three. Um, again, you're you're banking on the Rodon bounce back, which I have gotten into a hundred times on this show, and I'm not going to go deep into that here. I think he can't do much worse than he did last season. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say. But yeah, I, I I think this is a pretty darn good rotation right now. I think it really is. I think there is obviously some age in it. Sure. Right. There's obviously some age. Um, the only one, you know, being Clark. Right. It is. There are a lot more innings in this rotation than there were a season ago. Um, so that's nice. There's a lot more just track record. And uh, look, say what you will about Strowman's quote unquote antics or however you see them. I don't care about that stuff whatsoever. I no. care about the product on the field and the product on the field. Looking at this again with the massive caveat that Rodon does not have 2023 repeated. Look, I think this is a pretty darn solid rotation. When we were live, Stacy, a lot of people were going, man, this this really stings when you look at Yamamoto. It was supposed to be Yamamoto. It was supposed to be Yamamoto. Yeah, well, it wasn't Yamamoto, but I don't think you need you can look at this as being the Yamamoto replacement for multiple reasons. One, you never had him. Right. He was never a Yankee, period. So nothing lost, right? You you can't lose something you never had. Um, and two, it's a pivot based on the market right now. It was a pivot. We're going to talk about Snell later on in the show, but apparently the Yankees have offered Blake Snell a, a contract and the two teams are too far off. That's what the rumor is right now. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So this seems like maybe a potential slight pivot. Three, there was nothing as good as Yamamoto on the market. No. And four, you don't need Stroman to do what Yamamoto was going to do. Right. Right. This is a different game plan. This is a shift in what the idea is moving forward. We saw the rumors of the the Super Bullpen, how that could have played out. They obviously opted to stay on the rotation front, which is probably a safer bet long-term wise. But I, I think this is pretty good. You need to temper your expectations with what you're expecting out of Strowman. But all in all, I think the rotation is in a pretty good spot now. I, I feel more confident right now considering how Thursday went. Yeah, I do too. I agree with everything you just said. Um, you know, I feel like what you said about Yamamoto is totally true because it's not, Stroman is not the Yamamoto replacement. And <laughs> it looks like that, but it's not. That's just, that's not how it's working. So this rotation is fine. And if they all stay relatively healthy, it's a pretty solid rotation. If they do well enough and if the offense can get things going and turn things around from 2023, this isn't a bad team. Yeah, it really isn't. It really isn't. Um, Stacy, who is Marcus Stroman? You probably know if you're clicking this, but deeper look at it. We talked about it on the show on Monday, but as a reiteration of it, fourth best ground ball rate in 2023. And I think that's probably what the Yankees were looking at the most. Yeah. Uh, I assume that he's going to ditch his fastball, which had a extremely high fly ball rate last season. It was like 71% or something like that. So I think he's going to ditch that fastball. 
he's going to stick with his sinker. Um, sinker and breaking stuff is going to be where he's at last uh, this coming season, I would totally assume. I completely trust Matt Blake to get the most out of him that he can. And Sam Breen, Blake and Breen. Uh, he was an all-star last season with the Chicago Cubs. And you mentioned, Stacey, the hip injury that he went through, which was a big part of why his numbers kind of dipped at the end of the season. And he ended up missing a good chunk of time at the end of last season. He also opted out of his deal with the Cubs. Uh, he could have opted in for 2024, elected to not to. And by what was supposed to be the salary in 2024 with the Cubs, he is now taking a bit of a pay cut to be with the Yankees, which, you know, he, we heard that he is, was interested just in general to pitch for what is essentially his hometown team. And they got it done Stace. And again, what you're getting is a ground ball pitcher with the, which the Yankees obviously love. Yeah. You're getting a fiery competitor to say the least. Um, you're getting a little fun between him and Juan Soto who they kind of had a little bit of a shuffle off. Um, <laughs> but I think you're getting a pretty solid mid rotation guy. And that's, I think that's what you need to look at this as, as a mid-rotation ad. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I said it during the live show. I'll say it again. They're not expecting him to be the ace. They're expecting him to be in the middle. It, this is a good, solid, in-the-middle kind of signing, and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're going to get out of Nestor next season. Um, Schmidt slots so much better as the five. He really he just does. really does. It just fits so much better, especially yeah. when you consider it was going to be Clayton Beater before Thursday. Right. We talked about that on the show the other day, too. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is solid. Again, I got Cole, Rodone, Stroman, Nestor, Schmidt. And I think that's pretty solid with Weaver backing up a veteran guy that can fill spots, uh, be your long man in the pen, which let's be real. The Yankees didn't really have a true long man last year. It was like Albert Abreu. Right. Yeah. It was basically the long man and he was just mop up duty. Mm -hmm. Really. Um, and then you got Beater and Warren on on speed dial. Beater first because he's 40. Warren's not, but I like this. I like this. And I think uh you're gonna you're gonna move past the tweets here pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just not forget that <laughs> Brian Cashman started that by saying yeah. what he said about Strowman. And Strowman was reacting to it. So you know, it may not have been the best plan of action for Marcus Stroman, but I understand that, you know, your hometown team, the team that you grew up watching, the the uh, GM comes out and kind of disses you, you're going to get your feelings hurt. So people have to remember he's a human being. And when someone comes out and says not so great things about you, you're going to react. And that's how he provoked as well. Right. Right. Uh I'm sure you'll let us know how you're feeling. Uh, for Every Dares, by the way, it is Friday, but we cannot do a Fan Mail Friday. We have way too much to get to, so we are pushing Fan Mail Friday to Monday. So your questions are still good. We have it all ready to go, uh, and then all this is happening. So we will push Fan Mail Friday to Monday, so it will be a mailbag Monday, if you will, coming up here in a couple of days. Uh, don't forget, the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club was a part of this whole thing. Oh, my gosh, they were getting updates left and right on Thursday through the arbitration process. And, uh, and all this uh, these rumors and then ultimately the signing. So check it out. It's a text messaging service. You can text Stacey. You can text me. Check it out in the episode description. There's a 14-day free trial. All right. What probably would have been the news if it weren't for Stroman is Juan Soto set a major league record on Thursday. We're going to get to that as well as the rest of the arbitration stuff next.
If you're looking for tickets for just about anything, check out the app Game Time. Steve used Game Time basically all last baseball season and still uses them for hockey tickets, and he absolutely loves how easy it is. It's easier than dealing with Ticketmaster, where they have all those hidden fees, which is frustrating every time. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and shows near you. There's no baseball for at least a few more months, but there's football, hockey, and basketball. They're all in full swing. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to just moments before your event starts and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Back now on Locked On Yankees, a chock full here on this uh, Friday episode, Stacey. Of course, again, it's not Fan Mail Friday. We're pushing that to Monday just as a reminder. Don't forget, as another reminder, check out Locked On Sports today for all your top news that you need every day. Locked On Sports today is a 24-7 streaming YouTube channel right now available. Again, search on YouTube and you will find it. Hey, this episode might be on there right now, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Big news. Big news for baseball. Um, okay, Stacey, other big news coming from the Yankees front. They settled with all 10 arbitration-eligible players. Stacy, this is wonderful news. This is great news. Every player that was arb-eligible for 2024, they don't need to go to arbitration. They settled. They all made their deals. And, of course, it's headlined by Juan Soto. Incredible. Incredible. 10, 10 for 10. Well done. Because, you know... But... If you don't know about arbitration, it's not fun for anyone involved, really, because the team goes in, the player goes in, there's an independent arbiter there listening to the arguments, and basically the team gets to trash the player, even if the player hasn't done badly. Like, well, you know, essentially that's what it is. The player tries to uh, make his case for why he should be paid certain money, and then the, the team has to come out and be like, well, you did this and did this and this is, and you don't deserve this, so I'm glad that they didn't have to do that this season with anyone. Everyone just, they wrapped it up all done. Ten. Is that a record? Because that's amazing. <laughs> well, remember, they had prior to non-tendering all the contracts, um, they had the largest arbitration class in baseball this offseason. Yeah, so they had so- a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. Um, Stacy, there's a little bit of back and forth reporting here on this a final number for yeah. Juan Soto. Uh, full disclosure, it was Joel Sherman who initially reported the number at $31.5 million. Everything else we have seen after that has been 31 million. Either way, it is a MLB record. Last offseason, the 2023 offseason, Shohei Otani had a $30 million contract to avoid arbitration. And this is now either 31 or 31.5. That's as of recording at 10:14 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night. But just so you know, it's either 31 or 31.5. It looks like it's 31, though. Yeah, yeah, because uh he was the only one that everyone else was saying 31. And I know I joked on the show on Wednesday about trusting baseball reporters. But when I saw Jeff Passan say 31, I thought, okay, so it's 31. <laughs> so it's 31, yeah. Either way, again, it is a record. Um, last season, Juan Soto made 23. So he gets a nice little pay raise. Uh, well-deserved. <laughs> a little. Everyone here 
as is par for the course, gets a pay raise because that's, again, how this works. That's the whole point of this. Glaber Torres settles at $14.2 million. We uh, speculated, Stacy, that it would be upwards of 20 I know that was getting a little crazy that I think yeah. he'd be pushing 20 but he ends up getting 14.2. Uh, this is from months ago we were talking about this. But um, a decent, a real decent $5 million pay raise for Glaber Torres, $9.95 million from last year. So this is great for him. Well-deserved as well. He had an incredible 2023. Yes, well-deserved. Good for you. Uh 14.2 is nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah, this is great for him. Alex Verdugo, of course, was not with the Yankees last season, but he does also get a uh, little over $2 million pay raise, $8.7 million uh, up from 6.3. Clay Holmes had maybe the only intriguing uh, portion of this because there's an added part. Uh, he almost doubles his salary, which we fully anticipated that would happen. Uh, last year was 3.3. It's now $6 million. Plus, he gets performance bonuses. So we don't know what those performance uh, bonuses are at this point, but you got to imagine it's like saves, per save opportunities, right. innings pitch, things like that. If you make the all-star team, things like that uh, are typically what your bonuses are. Uh, Jonathan Lewisaga, I joked with you, Stacey, in text uh, that this is amazing. Jonathan Lewisaga, which again, everybody makes a pay raise, $2.5 million. It's up from two point two six. He didn't throw a single pitch in 2023. Can you imagine not showing up for work and making $240,000? Amazing. No. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what he wanted to happen, obviously. I, could, I couldn't imagine making that much anyway, but. Yeah, period. Yeah period. Uh, Jose Trevino, of course, he missed a good chunk of the season as well, so he gets a small bump. 2.73. He was at 2.36 last year. Trent Grisham got a pretty sizable one after a rather down offensive year in San Diego. 5.5 million up from 3.175. Pretty small here for Victor Gonzalez, one of the newly acquired here uh, in the Dodgers move. Victor Gonzalez is up $140,000. He was pre-R of last year. This was his first arbitration year. I'm not mm. going to get into that, but at 860 k And then Clark Schmidt makes himself a real big pay raise over twice. $2.025 million up from $740,000. That was just the minimum, right? Um, so good for him. Yeah. Good for Clark. He pitched his tail off in 2023, and we'll see how he does now as the five, truly. And he probably finally woke up from that long nap that he needed to take this winter. After well, that's what he so had many... to, to get to the negotiating table. Yeah. Like they, they, they poked him with a stick. Wake up. And then it's time to negotiate. Let's like, go. And he's like, all right, all right, cool. All right. Let's settle at 2.025. <laughs> Stacey, this is great. This is really, really good. Um, I mentioned it on the live as well. And I wanted to also throw this in here on the Juan Soto front. Look, I don't think there was ever a chance that it was going to go to arbitration. I'm no. going to be real. I'm going to say 99.999% they were going to settle. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it would have been doomsday for oh. the future had they gone to arbitration. Oh, yeah. That would have been, yes, like doomsday, nightmare, apocalyptic, <laughs> like every bad thing you could think of. Yeah, we, we had mentioned when Soto was traded that we weren't really going to dive into extension stuff, which we're still not going to. But if you're talking future of Juan Soto in New York, the uh, the possibility of him signing a long-term deal, anything probably going to be an off-season thing, not going to be an extension thing. I wouldn't expect that. No. But um, if that had gone to arbitration, you could almost kiss that goodbye. Mm -hmm. Because this, is, this process is essentially the first time that Juan Soto is really dealing with the Yankees front office. Yeah, 
So if they would have squabbled over a couple of baseball bucks, it would have been a, a nightmare. It would have been yeah. an absolute nightmare. So the I think, and they, they knew that they knew that they, there oh, was yeah, no way that they would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's great. Same thing for Glaber and his future in New York. Um, you don't want to go to arbitration in your last year after what you did last season um, for any of these guys. It's, it's all good for all of these guys that they don't have to go through that process. They're able to meet at some sort of number and uh, come to an agreement. And I'm very happy that this happened. This was a lot to be done. It took a while for us to get all this information, but we did get all the information. Thankfully, um, the Yankees were weirdly enough, one of the last teams to really start announcing. And really they, as of this recording, they have not announced it actually technically, uh, still has not come from the Yankees that they have come to terms with everybody, but that's just kind of par for the course now. <laughs> yeah. When um, we want them to talk about things, they don't. And when we don't want them to talk about things, they do. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where we're at at this point. Uh, but let us know how you're feeling about all this stuff. Of course, the Juan Soto contract, this is all just good news. Um, I don't want to get into more free agency stuff. Maybe we'll do that in the next segment. We'll do that next because we have to talk about some of the rumors. We also have to talk about the last contract the Yankees did end up signing on Thursday, which was Luke Weaver. That's next. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, which means the NFL wild card is this weekend, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can even find bets in the brand-new Explore tab. And if you're looking for baseball already, we're almost there. It's it's almost February when you think about it. The Yankees 2024 World Series odds are plus 850 and they're favored to win the AL at plus 450. So again, football, playoffs, starting soon. Get in on it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Back here on a jam-packed episode, Locked On Yankees, Stacy, Steve. All right, let's break down the rest of what happened on Thursday, Stace. Luke Weaver signs a $2 million contract on Thursday. Of course, Weaver was with the Yankees. He was picked up, was he, on waivers, right? At the end of the season last year in so. September? Yeah. Um, this also includes a club option for 2025. And uh, this deal can max out at $8.25 million over those potential two years. So there's some incentives thrown in there, which we don't know what uh, all those details are. But this signing, Stacy, is, um, I mean, it's obviously, we saved it for the end of the show. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's lighter. Um, Luke Weaver's been uh, around the block. He's a veteran pitcher. He's a right-hander. Uh, again, you saw him for what I think it was three total outings last season. So, um, yeah, I think this, this is just depth, right? This is just depth. That's this exactly is not, yeah. this is not a roster spot guarantee or not a uh, major league, uh, starting rotation spot guaranteed, but it is a major league deal, which is important. Yes. It's just depth. We all know Yankees need depth. They need a lot of depth. So, you know, um, I just thought it was funny when that signing came across the wire, otherwise known as Twitter or whatever it's called now. And just the people reacting to it, thinking that, oh, yeah, there it is. There's the move the Yankees are going to make. Because I love how the the, the Yankee fans have no faith in the front office at all. I mean, I sometimes don't, but I feel like some of you are being a little too hard on them. 
I'd like to make a pop culture pitch, by the way. Oh, Mace, do so. It's Twitter. Yeah. We're not calling. It's we're done. Yeah, we're no. done with this with this game. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, in the last segment, how I said they never announced it, just came through. Well, so <laughs> it is announced officially. There you go. See that this is how you. This is why you stick around for the end of the show. You see how I do things. You see how things get handled. I got the <laughs> notifications on from Yankees PR. I always get them. So there you go. Uh, Stace, yeah, this is depth. Uh, this was supposed to be a fan mail Friday uh, episode. So we did have a question here that is pertaining to this. So we'll just answer it now. This is coming from Danny Wagner. Uh, he asked us, uh, with the 40-man roster filled, any idea who may come off the 40-man or go on the 60-day IL? Does Luke Weaver project to be a middle reliever, two or three, any possible spot starter? Yeah, I think uh, the back end of that makes the most total sense here. He's going to be a spot starter. He's going to be a long relief guy. That's what I anticipate right now. That way he can be built up to make those starts when he does like two innings, three innings at max. Um as far as 40-man, uh, I had an answer, and then now Stroman, I hadn't considered it until Stroman now, so they're obviously going to have to make some 40-man moves Yeah. Um, before they make the Stroman stuff and the Weaver stuff super official because they have no 40-man space anymore. They're at right. full 40, so they're going to have to transfer some guys to the 60 right now. I just thought um, of something. Luke Weber, Luke Weber, Ryan Weber, Luke Weaver, same amount of letters in their names, and Weaver and Weber, very similar. Maybe he could be Webby. Yeah, it's kind of the same role, right? Mm-hmm. The same role they're anticipating, except for that it's flipped. Weber was on a minor league deal. Right. Weaver is on a major league deal. Mm-hmm. Again, that is important. He has to make the major league club. Yeah. So, um, and given his age, without knowing anything else, I got to imagine he's out of options. I don't, I don't think he has any <laughs> options left. Um, so he's done with that. He's, he's long past that part of his career. At least I would totally anticipate that. Uh, as far as the 40 man is concerned, Stacy, again, I, it's going to be injury stuff. The only injury that I know is going to, that is going to take into 2024. Did I say, what did I say? Did I say Soto on the 60 day? Jason Dominguez, 60 day. <laughs> I don't know what I said before, but it's, it's, don't worry. If I said Soto, it's not Soto, but it's gonna be Jason Dominguez on the 60 day. I don't know of any other injuries currently that is going to plague the Yankees moving forward. So they're going to have to either put somebody on a 60 mm-hmm. like phantom it, which I don't, mm. they don't want to do that kind of stuff. That's what made Sevy so mad the last couple of years. Um, right. Or they're going to have to outright somebody and place them on waivers. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't mm. know what they're going to do 40 man wise because they have to do something or they're going to have to make a quick trade to clean it up <laughs> and then they can add the guys. But that's getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, so yeah, it's going to be Dominguez on the 60. That's, that's pretty much written in stone. Um, we did also wanted to get here to some of the rumors and they also obviously pertain to the Stacy. We'll get to these rather quickly here. We're almost done for the day. Uh, but Blake Snell was reportedly offered a contract according to John Heyman, the details of which were unknown, uh, for the most part, we don't know official numbers or anything like that. 100%. We don't know about opt outs or anything like that. Uh, but apparently they are, quote, far apart. And Stacy, my thoughts here, I know people are, Joel Sherman as well, is saying, like, I don't think this takes him out of it. For my money, it, it kind of takes him out of it. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it does, but I'm kind of hoping it doesn't. <laughs> like, I'm hoping the Yankees shock the hell out of, out of everyone and sign Blake Snell and just go ham and be like, all right, we could be the evil empire again because we need to. So let's just sign Blake Snell. There were to be a lot of roster movement would, that would have to happen there um, 
just again because they're already over plus one. They're at, technically right now, quote unquote, at forty two, mm. right? So like they have to figure something out regardless with sixty and outriding because if they just straight up sign a another major league player something's got to get like you gotta get rid of somebody yeah um and uh you know there's a there's a couple of guys on the pitching side that it could be could be a guy like matt crook or whatever who gets outrided and just put him back in triple a and that's how it goes but which is probably going to be the case regardless matt crook's gonna be in triple a but um yeah there, there there would be a lot to go i still think that that's probably not going to happen at this point given stroman given weaver and given how they're quote unquote far apart. Right. Uh, there were, you never know. You never know. I, I would be, I would be at this point. I'd be in the shocked camp if it happened. That's where I put it. Yeah. Uh, there were other rumors, Stace. This I still feel like could be more likely is on the trade front. Uh, if they were to go in a direction of still wanting to add, I feel like trade is probably the place now. Um, but this is also coming from John Heyman. Apparently, the White Sox in the Dylan Cease conversations asked for Spencer Jones, which in this uh, in in our live the other day or yesterday, I had mentioned, I think uh, that's where it starts and stops. Right. I think that's pretty much done because they want a big package for Dylan Cease. Yeah. And they're not getting it. <laughs> they're not, not getting it. From, I don't think they're getting it from the Yankees. No, maybe from someone else, but not from the Yankees. No, no, not at this stage. Not with Stroman added. They're not mm -mm. doing it. No. Uh, at least that's that's our assumption. Yeah. Um, and apparently also from John Heyman, there is no traction on either Jesus Lozardo or Edward Cabrera from the Marlins. So mm -hmm. that's where they're at. I'm not going to say they completely pivoted in one day, but I think all signs point to they've been pivoting towards Stroman here over the last week or so. That's what it feels like. They talked about Cease. They talked about Lozardo. They talked about all these options. And right. they're like, Maybe we go the Stroman route, and that's the, the route they took. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything. Uh, a very busy day, a very busy Thursday evening, but that's pretty much all that happened. <laughs> yeah. Last thoughts, Stacy, on everything that happened on Thursday. Um, I'm glad they went 10 for 10 in arbitration. I don't hate the Stroman signing, and I feel like the Yankees are – they're not having a bad off season. I feel like a lot of people are making it seem like they're having a bad one and they're, they're not just because they missed out on Yamamoto doesn't mean they're having a bad off season. They're, they're making the team viable. <laughs> so they have the, either the second or third best off season right now. Yeah. I mean, compared to other, yeah, sure. Cause there are a lot of other teams that aren't doing anything. So it's, it's the Dodgers and everybody else. Obviously, mm -hmm. Pretty much. I think it's been a pretty darn good off season for the Yankees. Good day. Good off season. Yep. That's where I'm at. Um, don't forget, fan mail's been pushed to Monday. So come back on Monday. We'll do that. Uh, and join the Lockdown Yankees.